Now, for those who don't know, recently I have, and it may seem like this, but that's a good reason for it. I have been on this personal personal jihad of waking black people up to uh, to the idea that these quote unquote allies are just that all lies. Just to bring things into a full circle for you guys, when Hitler declared a certain sector of Asia or Asians as honorary Aryans. Some of those people migrated to the United States after World War II. Now the problem that I have with this whole notion that's being basically pushed down our throats that black Americans are somehow racist towards Asians. When we provide them with an economic base, we welcome them into our neighborhoods in the hopes that for some, that they will be our allies in this fight against white supremacy. But what we have seen is that those words that Hitler spoke about them being honorary Aryans or honorary white supremacists, they reign true. They reign true. Now I'm going to play you a clip of something and I want you guys to listen. do know black people have been beating up Asians for years, right? China, it's normal to act racist towards black people. The difference is Asian people don't usually confront people and announce their views and opinions out loud like a lot of racist whites would. So it's not as well known. People are protesting for black lives, but now they're using this as an excuse to target the Chinese community. I won't totally call it racist. We don't think they're inferior humans. We have a fair skin obsession that shows class or caste preference. Those were just a small fraction of the comments we've seen and even received on social media, illustrating the tension between the black and Asian communities. These are highly divisive times when Asian Americans are being targeted from coronavirus-related hate, discrimination, and violence, as we've reported in recent months. Now, isn't it interesting? that the main targets, the main victims of white supremacy are the ones that they are saying are targeting Asian Americans. And there's no way to get around it. There's no other way to say it. But if you have been a beneficiary of white supremacy, 
and are of Asian race, I must ask you this. How are you being targeted by black Americans? The answer to that question is, you're not. If you're being targeted by African Americans, then why set up shop into our neighborhoods? Why do you open stores in our neighborhoods? Why? Now, as I was saying, Asians aren't being targeted by black Americans. They never were. But this whole Jedi mind trick of saying, hey, you guys are mistreating us. When we're really not, it's coming to an end. See, the fault that we have as black Americans is, not all of us because most of us are getting on code, meaning most of us are sticking together. Now, a lot of us are. But one of our faults has been that we've always been welcoming to other cultures and other people when we should have stayed secluded. Because let me tell you, when it comes down to black business or black businesses, and I try to focus on New Orleans because it's something that I could readily see, when it comes down to black businesses, how many Asians support black businesses consistently? Now, you may get you a one-off that supports a black business every now and then, but how often do you get that? How often do Asians really show support with black Americans when it comes down to defending the lives of black Americans? Or do they have the same ideology as these white supremacists? And I keep bringing this up. And I keep trying to drill this into y'all head. Let me tell y'all something. I keep telling this story. Well, damn it, I'm going to tell it again. Xavier University. I was in a class full of black Americans. Speaking about black American issues, racism, poverty, family, things that affect us mentally on a daily basis, things that affect our income, on a daily basis, things that affect, affect our self-esteem on a daily basis. Now, I won't mention any names. They had a white woman and an Asian guy in the class. Somebody came to me, they said, Tyrus, 
you're making them uncomfortable. That's why the rest of the class, they don't like you. Now, mind you, they're the only two, they're the minority in that class. But just their presence alone made these coon-ass niggas feel like they were the minority. And yes, I said it just like I meant it. Yes, I said it just like I meant it. Made these coon-ass niggas make, make them, made them feel like they were the minority. And that I somehow was doing something wrong. About speaking about our issues. What we go through. Very interesting how that happens. And that's why I say, listen, with this podcast, even though it's international, I'm not trying to reach everybody. Because I know everybody won't make it. I'm just trying to reach the handful of people that really want black empowerment. And I'll be speaking on that much later going in depth much later about what I got planned, what I got going on. As far as a media apparatus for my people. I will be going into depth much later on. But that's just a prime example of why as a people we we remain stagnant because when you try to bring people along with that type of mindset, it's very detrimental. You got to know when to cut ties with people like that. People that see white ice is colder. In this case, Asian ice is colder. This whole Jedi mind trick that they have played on black people is just downright devious, deceptive, and duplicitous. And a lot of you guys have that type of mindset. But enough of you don't. And those are the ones I want to reach. But even, and I brought this up before too, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Even when they hold up pictures of or make memes on social media about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. They say one was violent, one was non-violent. What the fuck are y'all talking about? I hate those memes. Neither one of those men were violent. One of those men, Malcolm X, a.k.a. El High Shalik Shabazz, said, listen, we don't believe in violence, but we do believe in defense. So if you bring it to us, we're going to bring it to you. 
But some of y'all are so much of cowards that y'all don't even recognize some shit like that. That's a Jedi mind trick they play on y'all. Malcolm X was never violent. Black Americans, we don't have a history of violence. The Civil Rights Movement, they call when you defend yourself, they call that being violent. And only a coward, only a coward would submit to something like that. Saying that because you defend yourself that you're somehow violent. Oh, you're a violent person. You're not violent for trying to hurt me or harm me, but I'm violent because you tried to, because I, tried, because I defended myself from you. That's stupidity. Especially when the United States has a history of violence against black Americans. Hell, against other countries. When Osama bin Laden allegedly orchestrated 9-11. Did the United States say that it was violence to go and declare war on the country, on his country, and to go find him? When Japan once again, allegedly, because we all know that war is a theater. Well, some of us do. Some of, some of you guys don't understand that concept, but you'll get there. Japanese orchestrated Pearl Harbor. Was it violent for the United States? To go then, you know, clap back on them in urban terms. Or should I say colloquialism? I'm going to use colloquialism. Was it violent for the United States to do that? See, in a system of white supremacy... If you are black and defending yourself against white supremacists and white supremacy and honorary white supremacists, then you're violent. You're violent towards them. And before you know it, they'll commit a murder. They will commit a murder. I said, well, all these media outlets have been saying that black Americans are violent against Asian Americans. 
I had to take them out. Then we'll have another Trayvon Martin, another Mike Brown, another Tamir Rice. The mainstream media is not our friend. And as black Americans, we have to be proactive rather than reactive. We have to be proactive rather than reactive. We got to see things before while they're happening in the time that they're happening, before they're happening. And we got to shut that shit down before it grows into something or it festers into, into something that we can't stop. Because believe you me, they're looking for the Asian George Zimmerman. and ready to go. They're searching for him. Oh, he's being created right now. Oh, he's already out there. But when the things when things pop off, And Asians start to think that they could murder us with impunity, like the white supremacist class, like the dominant society. I don't want to hear nothing about no marching or making no Facebook profile picture black. I don't want to hear none of that shit. At that point, it's too far gone. It's time to ride after that. After something happens to one of your kids, ain't no time for no marching. Unless you march into that person's address, front and center. Ain't gonna be no time for no selling them. Cause money won't bring won't bring your children back. And you shouldn't sell out your kids anyway. But they're tearing us down in the media. They're saying that black Americans are being racist towards Asian Americans. And here we are. Here we are. The mainstream media putting out lies Black Americans are targeting Asians. 
I'm calling for it right now because I see it happening in New Orleans as we speak. A lot of people don't see it, but I've been preaching it for the longest. It's time for black Americans to stop supporting Asian businesses. It's time for black Americans, especially in New Orleans, to support black American businesses. We don't have a history of practicing racism against Asians. They have a history of practicing racism against us. Out of all of these Asian businesses that are present in black communities, how many black people are employed by these businesses? See, they'll come through, they'll exploit the community, they'll get your money, tell you hurry up and buy. Downright disrespect you. Take your money. And send it back to their home country or back to their own enclaves that they built in the United States that used to be part of the black American population. Like New Orleans East, I keep saying this. Soon, New Orleans, people in New Orleans East, get ready for gentrification. What's her name? Cindy Wynn? Cindy Wynn? The one who made that remark about black people liking fried chicken? Fried greasy foods? It's happening. Soon enough, Black Americans are going to get pushed out of New Orleans East. They're going to get pushed to either Slidell, which they can't afford, and LaPlace, another place they can't afford. But we can nip this in the bud. We can stop this from happening. But we got to have the mental fortitude, the financial fortitude, the physical fortitude to make this happen. Because I'm, I've been noticing that, and I'm not a big proponent of the East, New Orleans East. If you know me, then you know that. I'm not a big um, advocate of New Orleans East. But I don't want to see black people get mistreated or black people get misused in their own community. I don't want to see that. I don't want that to happen.
we as black Americans, it's our responsibility to make things happen. It's our responsibility to make things happen. But I've been noticing something in the media in New Orleans particularly. A whole bunch of crime has been going down in the East. I'm going to say allegedly because I don't trust nothing the media say. That's why I'm taking the point of myself. And it's coming soon. I'm going to be doing live shows of the game and of truth to power from my own Amazon channel. It's in the works right now. It's going to be called a Black Empowerment Network. It's in the works right now. Because I don't want to just talk about it. I want to be about it. Now, I've still been away from social media. And I know, I know a lot of people have been waiting for my presence. I know a lot of people have been DMing me. But I got to finish these goals. Got to get these goals done. The book is almost finished. As soon as I finish this book, I'll be back on there. And I want to thank you guys for making my last book go to number one on Amazon. I appreciate that very much so. I'll be working on my documentary soon, so I'll be going back into seclusion when all that's finished. So, you know, 2021 is going to be a busy year for me. I planned on it being a busy year, a very productive year. But at the same time, I want my people to have a productive and busy year as well. So it's been very busy. That's why I haven't done a show in like, what, two weeks, I think, or a week or so, a couple of days. But I'm back now. I'm rejuvenated. And I just spoke truth to power. You guys have a good night.